Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How how has your week been? Uh, it was long and boring, but other than that, it was fine. Um, how was yours? Eh, it's been okay. It the week is ending, so a new one shall begin, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I have a three day weekend, which is nice, but they uh, go by so fast. Oh yeah, are you doing anything on your day off? Nope. Good for Nothing you. Nothing at all. I don't like doing things. Yeah. I'm like that too sometimes. And then like I lately I've been making myself feel guilty for not doing anything because I'm like, well, I should be doing something. Everyone keeps asking me what I've done all day and I say nothing. And then it's like, I feel bad for doing nothing. And then this whole inner monologue inside my brain's like, well, okay, tomorrow you'll do something. But if you don't do something, you're awful and you should be doing something because you're awful. So what do you think it is that you should be doing? Not staying in bed watching netflix all day yeah but like what are the alternatives um taking a shower okay uh, putting yeah on clothes eh. um i mean like because I, I don't know i've been working a lot more and like work's becoming like more like work so i've just been like spending my couple days off just like resting my brain and my energy so I don't know. I'm just hard on myself. I mean, that's sort of what days off are for, is not doing anything. Yeah. But, yeah, and I just have off today, so thank God Carlos is here. He shaved his head. Oh, yeah. How does it How does it look? It looks good. It's, it's interesting because it's like I, I have a new boyfriend, and it's like... <laughs> It's that like fantasy that I've always wanted 
where it's like I'm sleeping with someone that's not my boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Um, I, I got to admit, though, like the very first time I saw it was my my brother recorded a reaction video of my sister reacting to it. And like I see him and I don't know why, but like it reminded me of Chris Fresh. <laughs> okay. And In like, what way? I, I can't get that out of my head because like Chris Fresh is bald, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just reminded me of Chris Fresh. Okay, so now that's so that Chris is what you're thinking of. Well, you have sex with your boyfriend. Yeah, he'll he'll be thrilled. Uh, he's thrilled about a lot of things. I hear. <laughs> yeah, uh, the last the last geek dudes was an interesting one because we had sent in uh, birthday messages for Chris. And mine was slightly dirty. Yours was an event. <laughs> it was saved until like the last the last part of the podcast. Like you were the icing on the cake. Yeah. I'm 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 either very proud or very ashamed, either way. We'll see. Yeah. I think it was But good. you know, I think yeah. Everyone's yeah. voice made there were lots of good ones. And and I feel slightly less slighted now in, in favor of your sister. So things are good there. Because apparently I have a place both in his spank bank and his heart. Which is always nice to hear. Wow. That's an important place. I mean, both are very important places. But to be in both of them... Like that's that's really something. Yeah, it's it's very sweet to hear. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't particularly like the term spank bank. I would prefer like masturbatory index or something, but whatever, it's okay. That one sounds more romantic. Yeah. Let's. Casual. <laughs> like, look, if you're going to masturbate over me, I want you to be serious about it. It has to be a serious thing. Yeah, I, like, don't want, I don't just want it to be a fling. Emily's here for the real deal. Like, she'll sign the papers right now. Wait, what papers? <laughs> <laughs> The They're papers. like a contract? No, it's, you know, like like marriage papers, you know? I mean, I think some other, in, in Chris's case, some other papers would have to be signed first because bigamy is kind of illegal. I mean, I guess. I mean, you're in a different country, so I mean, it's fine. I mean, it, it's it's definitely not. It, it it might not be found out, but it's definitely not just, like, fine. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's a good point. But no, otherwise, yeah, totally. Definitely, like, you would, would you be my bridesmaid? Fuck yeah! I'll plan your bachelorette party. 
I'll nice. like plan everything. Like I'll like I'll come up with like cool decorations. Like the theme will be um God, I'm thinking of that like I'm thinking of like a mixture of like Shakespeare and Mendo. <laughs> okay. A midsummer's night Mendo. I mean, slightly weird for a wedding. Not gonna lie. Yeah, but it's just, it's so unique. Like, who goes to a Shakespeare and Mendo wedding? No one. I mean, having your wedding devoted to a celebrity that you have a crush on is is slightly unusual, I'm going to say. Well, it's like, yeah, you might have a crush on him, but it's like, it's Mendo. It's like, it's an art piece, you know? It's, you center your wedding around art and talent and all these great things that Mendo symbolizes. Okay. I mean, the only thing I really want to be in charge of for my wedding is food. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick be out in charge of the entertainment. I'll pick out food and the cake and I guess my dress. Although the thought of that sounds exhausting. I'll, I'll help with that. We already have a band. We have Throw the Horns. Awesome. Um, we already have an ordained minister, Carlos. Um, yeah, it's going to be a jam-packed wedding. You know, I, I'm all to work on the invitations. Um, we'll work on getting everyone from Australia over. Um, God, we'll work on a lot. I mean, we'll probably try to get this done by like the end of the year. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like September. No, like uh, kind of like October, November, like kind of in the middle of November. I feel like that's like a good time because like the snow is not like terrible, but it's like it's there kind of because I'm imagining this in like New York. Okay. Yeah, New York or like somewhere and somewhere nice, but not like castle nice because I know there's like a lot of like those like fancy like castle places. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll I'll send you some venue ideas. All right. Yeah, let's get this going. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to be a bride by November. Okay. End of the year 2021, Emily's married. All right. That is quite the schedule to keep. <laughs> we'll have the bachelorette party um, at Celebration. We'll go to Disneyland. I'll get you, like, one of those veils that say, like, oh, um, bride-to-be or something. Or, you know, we'll get, like, the shirts, you know, because they always wear the shirts that say, like, Oh, I'm the bride and I'm the bridesmaid. And then, you know, everyone's like, oh, when are you getting married? And you're like, oh, I'm getting married in, in November. And they'll be like, oh, tell me about the guy. And you'll just, you'll just sit there and be like, oh, he's something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that'll give you something to do at least. Yeah. There you go. Now you have a project. I'm so excited. We need to find other bridesmaids. Or is it just the only... Am I your only bridesmaid? I mean, that's fine, but... Definitely Lady J. Yeah, Lady J. Okay, because I need to make shirts. And Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. And Jesse. And Jesse. I'm telling you, Emily, I'm making shirts. Okay. I'm you, I'm you. literally going to make shirts. Okay. You can... You could definitely make shirts for my imaginary wedding. What are you talking about? This is real. This is the real deal. 
I like that you, you're the person who's decided that. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, yeah. you you get you get everything set up and ready to go, and I will be there on the wedding day. All right. Well, then we have to set you up for like dress fittings, you know, and you need to like let like maybe start like a Pinterest up of what kind of dresses you like so that we can kind of like try to find like a dress similar to that, you know, or we can have someone make your dress. I mean, like there's just so many options of what you can do. Or you can buy like a vintage one. I don't know. I could see like a vintage dress. Of what era? <laughs> Ooh. I mean, vintage sort of covers a lot. Yeah. I mean, anything from like the early 1900s. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like the 50s or like the 40s. I don't know. We'll, we'll decide. There's a lot to, to go through. I'll start a Pinterest board for you. Okay. I leave myself in your capable hands. Wonderful. I can't wait. Um, not really much happening in Star Wars right now, is there? Um, I mean, other than the wedding of the century, no. I don't, I don't know if that quite counts as in Star Wars, but okay. I mean, it's Star Wars based. It's Star Wars community. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. We just have Clone Wars next week. Yeah. Clone Wars will start. Well, actually the same day this episode goes up. With the Bad Batch, which they put out a teaser for. Did you watch it? I did. What did you think? Well, I mean, a lot of this stuff I've already seen, because I've already seen the Bad Batch arc. I've seen it, like, unfinished, but, I mean, I basically knows every- I know everything that happens in it. So, it's still exciting, though, to see Clone Wars again. What about you? So, these are, like... Mutant clones, basically, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that those mutations are like helpful mutations in one way or another. Yeah. What do they do with the clones who have non-helpful mutations? They just kill them, right? No. Like, um, remember 99? He was like the janitor clone. That's right. And that made me upset at the time. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what they do with the But what if one, I mean, it would seem like some of them probably have fairly significant, like, aberrations. I wouldn't think they would kill them, though. You don't think they're, like, when they're, like, little, like, babies in the tubes, they're not testing them for abnormalities and stuff? I think it's as they are growing up. Hopefully. I think they kill them. That's dark. I hope they don't. I mean, it's already, the whole thing is already really dark. Yeah. I mean, they've only had one known case of clones like going against and like killing a Jedi at that time. So there aren't that many abnormalities. 
Well, I mean, it depends what those abnormalities are. If it's, if it's like, what if it's like physical stuff? Hmm. Are they like, know. are they, are they keeping a clone who's, who's born with like a messed up hand or something? Or are they not letting that happen? I need to know more about the clone processing. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they've not like perfected it, but I mean, I I would only I would think that their only cases of abnormality are like clones like the Bad Batch, you know, who you know aren't like all the other clones. I don't know. That's just ugh. It's interesting. I mean, it doesn't seems statistically possible that all the abnormalities are ones that are beneficial. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but hopefully we'll figure that out. I don't remember how much the episode like goes into that, but hopefully you get some clarity in that. Anyway, it seemed like a very lots of fighting episodes and the lots of fighting up. Epi- well, I mean, lightsaber fights are one thing, but the lots of gun shooting episodes are never my favorite. Yeah. I think they get rather dull. But maybe since I'm not having to like watch six seasons of it, maybe it'll be better as just like a one-off thing. Hopefully. And I'm interested in the release schedule because I don't know if they're just going to release all the arcs at the same time or just like one episode each. I mean, the fact that they put up the trailer for the Bad Batch makes me think they're doing it weekly. Maybe. I don't know because, I mean, those episodes are really short. I mean, they're only like Clone Wars episodes. I mean, like they're only what, like 22, 23 minutes like per episode. Mm, I mean, didn't didn't they put that like forky shit out like once a week and those are like three minutes yeah i mean 22 minutes is a standard animation length i guess did you watch any of the forky episodes i watched i think about half of them you like them yeah i like forky have you watched toy story 4 yet i've watched about half of it oh do you like it well i only watched about half of it Oh, so well, I didn't hate it or anything, but I'm like, okay, I'm kind of bored now. And then I wandered away. That's better than Timmy failure. That's true. It didn't make me actively angry. I watched that movie twice now. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I'm interested to go through more of the Disney vault. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to some of the live action stuff from like the Bedknobs and Broomsticks Mary Poppins era. Oh, yeah. Like the really weird shit. That we'd always like get on VHS from the library. Like that's the kind of stuff I want to rewatch. I'm interested in what they've been adding. Like, I think they just added, like, Cheaper by the Dozen. I don't know if it's the most, like, the recent ones. and with um, 
The recent ones have Steve Martin, right? Yeah. I like Steve Martin. Everybody likes Steve Martin. Steve Martin's great. And he's looked exactly the same for like 40 years. It's incredible. He's aged well. Well, he, I mean, he went gray super early. So he's always, I mean, it just has, that's just always been what Steve Martin looks like. I loved his monologue at the Oscars. It was really funny. It's very funny. I like him. Oh, I saw Emma last week. And it was so good that I can't deal with how good it is. So there's already been a movie made about this book, right? I mean, there's been lots of them. There the was last a- one was with Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Well, the last, I think the last, like, U.S. theatrical movie was, there was a, I don't know if it was, like, BBC or ITV or one of the other ones. There was a miniseries done in the last couple of years. And there's been, like, a bunch of other versions of it, like there is with most of the Austin stuff. Because, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, that shit's public domain, so you don't have to pay anybody for the rights. But this new one is so good. I just, like, was smiling the entire fucking movie. I already have a ticket to see it again this week. Aww. Ugh. The music is great. Like, it's a beautiful soundtrack. It's actually done by Isabel Waller-Bridge, who is Phoebe Waller-Bridge's sister. She did the... Oh, shit. Yeah, she did the soundtrack to Fleabag as well. And it's really good. The acting is great. Uh, the chick playing Emma is awesome. And they really... The thing about Emma is... Emma's kind of a bitch. Like, she's really... It, like all of her, it's not like Pride and Prejudice. Like all of Emma's problems are problems that she causes herself, and problems that she causes on other people through her meddling. And it's this really this balance of you're supposed to kind of think she's horrible, but also like her. And it's a very hard to do in a movie. I think a lot of times the movies lean away from the no she's horrible and needs to stop doing this shit. And in this movie they they lean into it, but the actress is still so innately charming and lovable that you still root for her. I love that. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of trailers for this movie and I'm really intrigued. Like I don't know if it's just because uh, of her but I don't know I'm like I'm really interested for some reason she's great the guy who's playing Mr. Knightley is so dreamy I really really like him um and Bill Nighy as Mr. Woodhouse Emma's dad is just hysterical this he doesn't even have that many lines in the movies but the things that he can do with a raised eyebrow and a side glance just in hysterics so good (laughs) yeah i don't know what it is because i don't like 
modern set romance movies. Like I don't watch many romantic comedies. I mean, I did back when romantic comedies meant, you know, like um, Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein. But as an adult, I don't, I don't enjoy romance or romance dramas at all unless they're period pieces. Like, give me the Regency era. I'm all over that shit. <laughs> but I don't want anybody, like, t- like texting in my romances. Or, like, going, yeah. like, going on Tinder or something. I can't get into those at all. I know. Like, I used to be into, like, the romance, like, the romantic comedies but like now they just aren't very good like i was watching bridesmaids the other night and like that movie's good but i mean like you know thinking of like sleepless in seattle or like when harry met sally like those are just like fucking classics well bridesmaid is more of a comedy than those movies are oh yeah bridesmaids i would say bridesmaids is a comedy not a romantic comedy yeah, you're right. I don't know why I was thinking of Bridesmaids. Or I was thinking of, God, not that one. The other one with, um, it was Rebel Wilson. Um, Thor was in it. <laughs> uh, Priyanka Chopra was in it. I'm forgetting what it was called. And then there's that train wreck one with Amy Schumer. Have you ever seen that one? No, I haven't. I don't particularly like Amy Schumer. Me neither. Like, there's just something about her that I'm just, I don't know. And then, like, John Cena. Like, John Cena just keeps, like, popping up in, like, all these movies. And it's funny because I used to watch him on that e-reality show, Total Divas, where they would, um, it was, like, a reality show about all the WWE girls, like, the Bella Twins. And one of the Bella Twins was dating him for a little while. And they were supposed to get married, but then she's like, well, you don't want to get married, John. So then they broke up and they got back together. Then it was just this whole saga of Nikki and John Cena and just, uh, it's a lot. Speaking of movies, we had a request. Uh. And that was from the previously spoken about Chris Fresh, who would like you to rank your the DC movies and also tell us your favorite and least favorite DC characters. Okay. I I guess this was created from last week when I was saying how like the DC movies aren't terrible. Well, that was not your initial phrase you didn't say they were not terrible you're like oh the dc movies are never disappointing now i meant now they're not disappointing like wonder woman so two movies no no (sighs) okay i'll get to ranking um but there's kind of a problem because i i think what i want to do is i'm going to do 2013 on because I haven't really seen a lot of like 
the original Batmans or I haven't seen Green Lantern. Uh, I also haven't seen uh, Aquaman, but okay. So, you know, I, I was going back and forth because I'm going I'm to start from worst to best. Okay. And I, I keep going back on this, but I just, I think Suicide Squad is the worst one. Okay. It just, the soundtrack is just horrendous. Um, some of the characters um, that Kara, whatever her name is, as the Enchantress, like that just, no. All right. So that's that's the worst. The second worst is Batman versus Superman. And like, it sucks because I mean, like, you know, I was thinking about this movie the other day and I'm like, you know, the only good parts were with Wonder Woman because she's just so great and like mysterious and it's like, who is this? Like, I don't care about what's going on with these guys and Ben Affleck. Like, I want to know what's going on with Wonder Woman. All right. So then there's that. And then the third worst is Justice League. Because there's just that weird fight scene where just everything's CGI and they're just, it looks like they're caught up in like orange dust the whole time with the different bugs and every, it just looks like they're fighting bugs the whole time. Okay. Um, the fourth worst is Man of Steel, which I don't really remember much from that movie. All I remember is that. Henry Cavill was in it and half the time like he looked like he was like an organ and then like half the other time was like the CGI stuff and he was like with his like I don't I just think of him and like side of this like creature thing or looked like he was inside like the mouth of a creature I don't know why I'm getting that, but I think it was when, like, he was fighting the bad guy in the end. Wait, no, no, no. It was, like, kind of, like, near the the middle of the movie when he sees his dad. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of, like, five different movies, but that one definitely is not as bad as the other ones. Um, I'm going to put Shazam next on that list. It was cute, you know, family movie. I liked it. It was fine. And then above that one, I'm going to put Birds of Prey, which is another movie. I liked it. was fine. Um, I I don't, I, you know, with the Harley Quinn and the sandwich thing, like, I love food, but not that much. But also, I had a really good sandwich today, and I was sitting, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, I, I think I kind of get this. I kind of get how someone can fall in love with a sandwich. Dude, uh, Bodega Bacon Egg Roll is an amazing sandwich if you get the good one. Oh, you, yeah. If you find your, like, you find your bodega that does it right, that's very important. Yeah. And then on the top of my list is Wonder Woman. Because it was a good movie. I really like Chris Pine. I like that it was set in the World War One era because we keep getting all these World War Two movies, you know, like like Captain America and everything. And I really liked it. That like end fight scene with Ares is, is kinda not got great, but 
I mean, the special effects are pretty fucking bad. Yeah. And which brings me to my favorite character, and that is Wonder Woman, Diana Prince. Like she's just wonderful, beautiful, talented, fantastic. And then the worst character in all of the DC Universe movies that I have mentioned is Jared Leonard's Leonard's whatever I don't even care about his name but the Joker go fuck yourself go fuck yourself Jared Leto go fuck yourself just thinking of the word damaged across his forehead just (laughs) makes me want to punch it because you're why did they think that that was good I mean while watching the Suicide Squad like you see him in these scenes and like you're creeped out which i guess was the goal of like the joker but like i don't know like i expect my joker to kind of look like walking phoenix's joker or especially heath ledger's joker like he was just a fucking joke yeah it's more uh well that guy looks like an obnoxious prick than oh that guy's scary yeah that was a real like try hard joker it, it was just really bad and it's it's funny because i mean suicide squad brought a lot of like great characters i mean we got harley quinn i can't think of anyone else but harley quinn <laughs> yeah that's a lot of characters right there yeah everything else was just very mediocre i mean will smith did fine but it was just kind of weird seeing Will Smith in a Suicide Squad or in a DC movie, you know? I think if you take out Jared Letter's Joker, that movie is still bad because the the plot is is wrong. It shouldn't be like a Enchantress Skybeam universe destroying movie. But I think it's much more tolerable if you remove him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I didn't review Aquaman in in this in in my uh, review because I haven't seen it yet. And I, I, if I see it, I think I would probably put it under Shazam because I've I, I've seen a little bit of it, but not enough of it to be like I can actually rank this movie. And like Jason Momoa does really nothing for me. So, and I I like Amber Heard, but I don't know. And I'll leave it at that. But we have some great contenders in the next two years to where they're going to fit on my list. Do you like Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, the Batman with my good friend Robert Pattinson, who I loved in Twilight. And... I gotta say, Emily, I was watching Twilight the other night, and, like, it just, it's so bad, it's good. And then there's also the other Suicide Squad with our our friend from Guardians of the Galaxy. I like James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn will do a good job with Suicide Squad, so I can't wait to see where those fit on my list. Hopefully I'll find some more favorite characters than least favorite characters. And I feel like Robert Pattinson's Batman has a pretty good chance of, you know, being 
part of the top contenders of my favorite DC um, expanded universe characters. Um, the cast is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm most excited about in that movie is they've put together an excellent cast. Um, yeah. I'm really looking like it's just it's it's really good. I like Robert Pattinson, whatever. People want to hate him forever because of Twilight as if no other actor has started out in teen heartthrob roles and then went on to be good. And he's fucking amazing. He's actually just a genuinely really solid actor and has after Twilight mostly made really great choices in his movie roles probably because Twilight gave him enough money that he could do that. But I think Andy Serkis is going to be awesome as Pennysworth. I'm Paul Dano is going to be creepy as fuck as Riddler. And Colin Farrell as the Penguin is just uh, I'm I'm so happy. Hmm. That's good. But yeah, Fresh, I hope you liked my movie reviews. I didn't know that you were also a big fan of DC comic movies. Yeah, he loves those. Those and Power Rangers. That's his favorite thing. Ah. And Harry Connick Jr., right? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Maybe next episode we can rank all of Harry Connick Jr.'s um, movies. Harry Connick Jr. movies. What Harry Connick Jr. movies have I seen? He was in P.S. I Love You, right? Don't know what that is. Some romantic Oh, was that the one where, like, her husband's dead, and then she gets the letters, and she, like, meets somebody else? She goes on, like, a scavenger hunt from her dead husband's letters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He was in Dolphin Tale 1 2. Okay. Um, I have not seen those, shockingly. Independence Day. I don't remember him um, in Independence Day. I did see Copycat. That's Sigourney Weaver hunting a serial killer. Uh, new in Town, Bug, The Happy Elf, Mickey basic uh, life without dick a lot of movies actually you know honestly i think the only movie on this list that i have seen is p.s i love you and i don't even remember p.s i love you because every time it's mentioned i was like i cried so much during that movie and like i didn't at all because i didn't really see it i don't know i was young when i saw it so i was just like why is this why is everyone so emotional but yeah I guess I'll have to watch some movies. I mean, there's there's also like TV too. You know, I can rate his time on American Idol because he was an American Idol judge for a little bit. Okay. Who knows? We'll, we'll do something with Harry Connick Jr. next week. Um, you can. You don't like him either. I don't dislike him, but 
I'm also not going to go like hunt down his episodes of Cheers or watch some shitty kids movie about a dolphin. I guess. What do you mean you guess? <laughs> I mean, he was on some episodes of Rule and Grace. Ugh. Um, Law and Order. Yeah, everybody was in Law and Order. Yeah, I, I guess. Or, or there's, you know, all of his his albums. I mean, he probably has a nice Christmas. Yeah, he has a Christmas album. I don't know. We'll, we'll do something with him next week. You Cannot go wait. crazy and you can report back. Okay. You consume all the Harry Connick Jr. content that you wish. Awesome. It's a date. All right. What other Star Wars do we have this week? There's no Star Wars this week. Yay. Okay. Does that mean we can go to The Outsider? Oh, yeah. I guess we still have to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, episode six. Um, Was the episode called The Yiddish Vampire? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is... I still liked it, but it was probably my least favorite episode so far. Hmm. What made it your least favorite episode? I don't know. I just wasn't as engaged with it as I normally am. There's some good stuff in it, but I thought the scene where Jack is beat up by the vision of his abusive mother was like it should be scary but it was just looked kind of silly because you're just seeing this old woman throw him around when it when it switched away from her and you were seeing him beaten up by nothing I think it was more effective because when it was her I found it really distracting he just kind of creeps me out so it just his scenes are very they're okay but I'm also just interested in you know what he's going to do next and it's like I feel like I'm just so eager to see that you know I see this stuff and I'm just like okay like I I really want to know you know what else is going to happen like well, because last week it seemed like he was fighting this creature. Yeah. And there was some hope that he would continue to do that. And that is no longer the case. And it definitely. I mean, he's at least going to try to kill Holly. And that's bad. I don't want anybody to hurt Holly. Me neither. I I was really upset when she got everyone together and was talking about her find her findings and fucking Glory Maitland just starts like cursing her out. Dude, of course she does. She sent this woman like this woman was supposed to prove her husband's innocence for murder her dead husband for murdering a kid and she comes back talking about the boogeyman. Like we know that Holly's right, 
But I mean, come on. If somebody told you that in a world where you don't know that the boogeyman exists. I don't know. There's just something about Glory Maitland. Like, you know that scene where she's getting all Terry stuff and she's put in the hallway? Like, I think she was about to burn that shit. Well, yeah, because she's realizing or at least thinks that if if the only like answer that a private detective can come up with is the boogeyman did it, then, hey, maybe my husband actually did kill a kid. I don't know. I, I mean, just That's I, a pretty I'm, horrific realization to come to. It is, but I'm keeping my eye on her. I'm keeping my eye. I don't know. Just, it's interesting. Like, I, I, I just want to know who did it and the, how she's going to find out and like the clarity that she might get from all of this or something. And especially those kids too. Like, I worry about the kids. And I also worry about Jeannie. I love Jeannie. Although she was wrong this time in terms of having Glory go to that meeting. Because what, I mean, Ralph's answer of, I don't want her there because I don't know what Holly's going to say is fairly reasonable. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess certainly she wasn't expecting it to be that, but she shouldn't have been there. It was a bad idea. Yeah. But I did love that that Jeannie's the one who like stays back and, and talks to Holly and, you know, invites her to stay with them and everything. I know. I love that scene when Mundo's talking shit in the car. He gets in the car and he's just like, what the fuck was that? And she's like, hey, I invited her over and she's just sitting in the back seat. <laughs> I I love the two of them. And I also adore Holly. Yeah, and I, I like Holly. Yeah, I like that Holly immediately is like wants to confirm everything that Jeannie said, you know, and, and like taking the fingerprints and stuff. Yeah, I like I like their relationship. I like how they both have trust in each other. I also liked Holly pressing Ralph on what he had seen. Yeah. What else say I like from this episode? I I'm really interested because um the end of the episode when um Jack is driving with Holly and Holly sees on the back of his neck, I'm interested in what happens next in that. Because yeah. She might think that he's going to try to kill her. Well, obviously she knows something's up because she's like, hey, I forgot something at Ralph's. Let's go back there now. And he's like, no. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I personally would like for Mendo to, I don't know, try to understand 
from like the perspective of Holly and Jeannie because I feel like he just thinks like this is all just like bullshit and I mean which to a normal person yeah it is but I love how open Jeannie is to you know getting all this information and getting the perspective of Holly like I feel like that's something that Mendo is kind of like refused to do now even though that he knows that his son came to him in a dream and how kind of weird that was and he didn't reveal that to Holly or Jeannie so he must be struggling with a lot of internal stuff yeah but also like he I mean if the choices are you dreamed about your son coming to you or a demon used your son's uh, vision to come talk to you probably you want to pretty firmly believe that it was a dream yeah I mean you want to believe that it was but I, I would think that he would get some sort of inkling that this isn't normal that all these things happening aren't normal and the fact that both his wife and that kid drew a picture of like the same exact person like that's not normal yeah, and and I think they're doing a good job showing him struggling with that. I think part part of the reason he reacts so explosively is because if you if you admit to that, that is the entire world you live in changing. I mean, it's not just a, oh, hey, this, hey, like, this guy I was friends with it killed somebody. Like, that's pretty hard to, to wrap your head around and that's going to change your life. But if it's, hey, monsters actually exist, that challenges everything else you know to be true. Especially for somebody who is as methodical as Ralph is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like I I wonder how, you know, the rest of these episodes are going to change these characters and especially like these people are living normal lives and all of a sudden like this child eater is coming around, you know, changing the lives of everyone. Like how is this going to shape them in the future, you know? Yeah. It's a lot. And, you know, especially all the problems that, like, Mendo still has. And Jeannie, I mean, like, they're still dealing with the loss of their child. And, you know, obviously, Glory's dealing with the loss of her husband. And, you know, seeing what she might do in the next episodes, you know, might, you know, because the grief eater goes into the families and does something. So that's why I worry about Glory and her kids. Like, I'm afraid that, you know, she might try to commit suicide or something. Or, like, one of the kids might do something, you know. But the, one of the kids has stopped having those nightmares. So I don't know. And then there's that strip club guy, because for some reason, every episode goes back to the strip club. Yeah. So we don't know about him. We don't know what he's going to do. I mean, there's just so much that we still don't know. I mean, you know, but it's interesting. Yeah, I still liked this episode. I just didn't like it as much as I've liked the previous ones. Yeah. 
was fine with it. It was nice um, seeing, what guy, what's his name? The guy that really likes Holly. Andy. Andy. Yeah, it was nice seeing him again. I like Andy. And I like the um, the bureau buddy of Mendo's who kind of believes Holly. Oh, yeah. I really like him, too. I hope we oh, see yeah. some more of him. I like him. Me, too. Hopefully we see him in the next um, couple episodes. I'm excited to watch the one tonight. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of good stuff in this show, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Because the only thing I really remember about the book is the ending. Like I re- I remember all of the last act, but I don't remember what happens between now and then. Was it a good ending? It was an ending. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. Like either way. Yeah, I, I gotta see I mean the show is just a lot better than the book that book was fine I mean that's like Stephen King books fall into really good really bad and then most of them are and eh, that was a book that was fine yeah and this was like this was a book that was fine I enjoyed it while I was reading it and then mostly completely forgot about it When did the book come out? Like recently? I'm in within the past couple of years. I mean, no, it might be like um Oh no, it was it was yeah, it was 2018. I thought it was maybe a couple years older than that. Oh god. So yeah, mm-hmm. this is a very recent. It's really bad how good of it I remember. No, yeah. not that bad. Yeah. My dad May. had to. Yeah. Oh yeah, you said he reread it. Yeah, my dad had to re go had to um rent it from the library, and then like he got through like the first two chapters, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I remember this book," and then just edited it. And I have to be careful with him. I'm afraid that he might accidentally say something to spoil it, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, yeah." Um, I don't think there's anything else. No, I don't think so either. We've been going about an hour. That's fine. For a week when there's no news to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, we got we got my wedding set in motion. And Chris Fresh got his DC ranking list from you, so. Uh, yeah, Chris Fresh got all the things that he wanted. I mean, I'm not sure if he wants a wants a big wedding <laughs> but you do think it, you you know he wants a wedding just maybe not a particularly big one mm-hmm. okay yeah i don't know i'll i'll start you know writing a list of you know who to invite and i'll get like the you know because everyone has like a seating chart for like the tables and everything i'll start you know doing that you know yeah i, I have some planning to do okay well, I'm I'm 
interested to see how it all turns out. Me too. I'm I'm very excited. I think that this is going to be the wedding of the century. You know, screw all the royal weddings. Like this is the royal wedding. Okay. All right. I'm it. all I'm all for it. Great. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll keep everybody updated on how that goes. Uh, other than that, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.